have I ever told you my theory that there is vomit in every piece of media, like across every TV show, every movie, um, like every medium, every piece of media, there is vomit. I think so. I think, I, I think it's just a universal thing. Um, if anybody can point me to a television series or a movie where there is no vomiting whatsoever, I'd love to know. Uh, um, um, Memento. The like the, the Christopher Chris, Nolan yeah. movie Memento. Did you watch it today or like last night or something? Do you have a photographic memory and you haven't told me yet? Whoa, Memento is your favorite movie? We've never gotten into favorite movies on this podcast. I've seen it like a million billion times. And you know for a fact there's no vomiting in it? I yeah. Be okay. confident. Yeah. either um, uh no yeah i've never seen la la land so it's fantastic it's this is just a theory i'm working on yeah and it's you know the nature of a theory is it's not always going to be 100 percent. you know i think the I'm nature of like, a theory is that it's like 90%. not proven yeah not that it's 90 sure. percent true <laughs> mm, well i have a different definition of theory because i went oh, to a, is that another theory i went to a school on? for pale kids okay <laughs> yeah i went to a special school for pale children and they taught me different things so. gotcha okay um jesus christ uh we're on the third day of this music video shoot mm-hmm. um i am or i was about about 10 minutes ago i was fully green <laughs> i was in a green green screen suit so I could play a ghost. Um, you're going to be in the video. We're shooting your scenes today, mm-hmm. which is cool. Um, you asked me about wardrobe. What were you expecting me to say? I don't know. I just didn't know anything about the video or like what the theme was. Or anything. Sure. Or like if certain colors were banned or something. Sure. Well, now you're wearing a shirt that says I was not responsible for what happened in, in the, the United, United Kingdom, Kingdom on September eighth, twenty twenty two. Yeah. What is that in reference to? Uh think back how many significant events have there been in the United Kingdom in the past like seven months? Oh, is that when the Queen died? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's so sick. We were on tour with Rolla Tomasi, mm. who is fr- who are from the United Kingdom. And uh they were like they were like, uh, just, it was very funny to see them react to it because they none of yeah. them gave a shit. Obviously, yeah. they were all just like, ah, who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. Um, it was very fun. It was very I fun. Remember, Black Midi was on tour in America when that happened, and they celebrated in a Waffle House. That's crazy. Yeah, I didn't know. Um, I didn't know that like everyone was that. Um, because you know. Uh, I would say the anti-establishment people in England maybe far outweigh the Tories, or maybe it's about 50-50 like it is here. I'm not sure. I don't know what it is, but it seems like more people hate the monarchy in the UK than don't hate the monarchy. Uh, That's certainly the impression I get. And a lot of Americans love the king and love the queen. Which is, like, really weird. I don't know what what's with that because like our whole yeah. country was founded on hating those guys yeah exactly like, so 
the what are we doing here is is kind of antithetical to american values in theory sure sure um <laughs> welcome back everybody to this ain't a scene it's a <laughs> podcast i'm one of your hosts tired tired and i'm your <laughs> other host dawson uh he him pronouns yeah he him pronouns but my name is tired tired gotcha if you ad- address me incorrectly this recording will end okay just letting you know okay um i don't think how- i usually call you by your name while we're recording because like we're Do you? usually the only two people talking mm. Mm. or like i can just look at you and you know i'm addressing you sure sure so i mean we're about to record a couple episodes today mm-hmm. so we should probably uh we should probably i guess talk about um well we should talk about why we're recording we're yeah let's let's talk about that why are we doing this well because you're going on tour all right yeah i am going on tour yeah i go on tour in four days three days our first date is in denver colorado Mm mm-hmm um, and tour really begins for me on Saturday because I'm flying to the Dallas-Fort Worth airport so that I can drive our tour van from Dallas to Atlanta. Awesome. Um, which I'm hoping means that I don't have to drive all the way to Denver at all. Mm-hmm. I hope that gains me enough points to where everyone's like, okay, like you're fine. Yeah. You know, like There's he- also a really good Taco Bell in Louisiana that I'm going to stop at for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, what's so good about it? Oh, just amazing service. Oh, amazing service. And it tasted better than any Taco Bell I've ever had in my life. Hmm. We were amazed. It was like, uh, it was like, it was like a first name, uh, town. It was like Joshua, Louisiana or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited, um, to, to go do that. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be gone for a while. So mm-hmm. not for a while. It's 15 shows and I'm gone for like two weeks. Mm-hmm. So we have like two off days in that time period. So mm-hmm. it's like we have eight shows on and then like seven off or I mean, eight shows on day off five shows day off two shows. <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, uh, I'm not not looking forward to it it's mm. just like it's uh it, it's a lot for us especially because we just went out with hazing over and like you know you think like three weeks of a break is like a long enough break to not be on tour mm-hmm. and it's just not like mm. it's like it feels like we're rolling straight into this from hazing over which like yeah no and, and we've also but we've also done the thing where like we've been home for like nine days and then left for another tour mm-hmm. which like feels like nothing it feels like all nine days you're just scrambling mm-hmm. you know like a motherfucker to to get shit done so we're backlogging today um i don't know how much of your how much uh like of what's been going on with you you want to filter out filter across these three episodes so that we have content before we start stop talking about the song but also Maybe we just jump into the song because, folks, it it might once again be Hater Week. I, you know, I just listened to it and I can confirm it is Hater Week. Yeah. Um, 
I hate this fucking song. <laughs> uh, let's just jump in. We'll 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 get into we'll get into what's going on with us uh, and, uh, on the next episode. Okay. Um, well, this song is called "The World's Not Waiting" in parentheses for five tired boys in a broken down. Sorry, it's loading van. Yeah, that's the whole title. That's the whole title. And here's a snippet of it. And it's over. Wow. Um, so, uh, yeah, we should we should probably bring up first that Fall Out Boy is a four-piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are five five tired boys. Mm-hmm. And there are, are five people in this, uh, in, in the album cover for Evening Out With Your Girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um not I'm including gonna, the girlfriend. Not including the girlfriend. Yes, there are six people in total in this in this album cover. Um, we should probably talk about our relationship with this album EP. Um, okay. Demo, whatever it is, technically. Um, I uh, maybe listened to this a little bit around the time of the, um, around the time of like when they were rolling out high like post hiatus stuff. I mm-hmm. think that was the time I listened to this because there's a song on here. Um, and I don't even know if it's on Spotify. Um, but there's a, uh, there is like a song on this. There's technically 10 songs on this. And one of them is, uh, my songs know what you did in the dark. The first one. Hmm. Um, and, uh, so like there's there's that um on here and like I guess I just knew that that was like a song title that they ended up reusing mm-hmm. um later for the reunion stuff or the post hiatus stuff um and uh it, it's it's interesting to go back to it and uh just see how much it sucks <laughs> um today when I listened to it well i mean we listened to it at the same time and i was like man this just sucks so much um i just i really don't like um i really don't like the way it sounds i the songwriting just like is not there and uh i think i think we can get into why that is mm-hmm. here in a second but uh what, what's your relationship with this uh wikipedia calls it the debut mini LP and the second extended play. So what is your what is your uh, relationship with this? I don't really have a relationship with this uh, with this EP. It's like I, I've listened to it once all the way through back when I did my deep dive into the band, mm-hmm. and yeah. it was entirely unremarkable. Because um, like I'm not, I don't like straightforward pop punk usually yeah no neither do i it's got to be mixed with something else for me to like find it interesting like um my least favorite hot mulligan album is pilot because it's the most straightforward pop punk album in their discography sure um and i was afraid that the new album was going to be similar because the lead singles were definitely closer to pop punk than you'll be fine was Mm. but um then the album came out and uh it rocked my shit so yeah uh, every everything i've heard from it rocks yeah but yeah i mean that's because they they mixed it with like 
it, it's kind of like a, a grand tour of like most of the styles of emo you could think of. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, straightforward pop punk is also one of my least favorite genres. Yeah. Um, there's bands that do it well that I really like. I mean, Blink-182, um, I'm a big fan of, uh, and I love uh, the band Koyo, mm-hmm. amazing band. Um, and if we're calling like One Step Closer and Military Gun pop punk, I guess. If we're calling Joyce Maynard pop punk, I guess, sure. Is Joy- I don't I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I don't Joyce Maynard gives counts. a shit. Um, yeah, it's it's not my thing. Um, it like I hear it and I just immediately have an aversion to it because it feels like someone's trying to trick me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like. Eh, I don't like this. Yeah. Um, fucking simple plan. Oh yeah, like simple that. plan being another one of those where I'm just like, this fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, all respect to Good Charlotte because they made a lot of money, but Good Charlotte's never been my thing either. Um, but uh, anyway, um, yeah. Uh, this EP or mini album, whatever we're calling it, is just like the way that Take This to Your Grave steps up is like it's a miracle. Like it truthfully yeah. is. Like when I listen to this, like the songs are so long, I, even though they're not. Like it's, I mean, the one today, the one that we're doing today, The World's Not Waiting for Five Tired Boys in a Broken Down Van is two minutes and 38 seconds what and it feels like 45 minutes it um i like i wasn't looking at the the time while i was listening to it but it genuinely at least felt like four minutes yeah no for sure and uh i mean just like for me it's kind of um like it i just can't believe that this you know is nearly the same year as take this to your grave um I mean, they came out the same year, basically, uh, in 2003. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, it's just crazy to me that like, it's like a, it's like a, who's the guy that sold his soul to the devil at the crossroads um, to play guitar? Well, fuck. Robert Johnson, is that his name? Something like that. Something like that. I know who you're talking about. It feels about. like that where I'm like, these songs are not good. Um, the only redeemable one really is calm before the storm because you know, they, uh, Parker, Lew- or, uh, sorry, uh, calm before the storm got re-recorded for, um, take this to your grave. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like one of the weaker songs on take this to your grave, but that song is almost five minutes long. And when I'm like in that song, I'm just like, when does this shit end? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, the world's not waiting. Like there's, there's so many parts. There's not really a hook. Mm-hmm. Um, just as we were listening to it today, I was just like, "What? Like, what do people see in this?" Because Maddie, uh, Maddie Caffrey, who's been on the podcast before, loves this album so mm. much. Really. Um, and next time we have one of these episodes, we're gonna have her on because uh, this is a. This this one is tough. Mm-hmm. I don't have a whole lot for this. Yeah. You talk. You say something about the song. I think the closest thing this has to like a hook is the the we've been down, we've been out bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like it's the kind of thing where like that hook is almost compelling. Like it, Not it's like even really. It's like it's the kind of thing where you write as a band and you're like. 
desperately trying to make it into something and but it's just it just doesn't it's come just together. It's not happening. Yeah. Yeah. You're no. like, oh man, but this this melody is like kind of catchy and like I want to work it into something, but like it doesn't really it never comes together mm-hmm. and it just it, it just is kind of annoying. Yeah, and I and I will say like, you know, it's the first thing that a fantastic band did. Mm-hmm. Um and if I was being judged if 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 my band's discography was being judged for the first two things we ever did, actually, I would be fucking horrified. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is this element of just like, it's cool to see where they started out. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of the only novelty to this though is like, and I, I mean, the only reason that you listen to it is because you did that discog deep dive mm-hmm. and like, I mean, which was essentially content, right? I mean, like, yeah. Um, I don't think I would have listened to this on my own because I've heard it like before then I heard it was bad. Yeah. And then I listened to it and I was like, this is bad. It is very bad. Um, There's some interesting stuff. There's glimmers of hope. Um, And like, I I mean, I think I think the part that I want to bring up is like not only are the like songs just not there and the performances aren't exactly there. You guys are good. Come on in. You're fine. Um, not only are the songs just not there and the performances aren't there, but uh, Patrick just sounds bad. Yeah. Like, just it, it just it's not great. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm glad that they stuck with him because, like... Of course. Um, of course. Yeah. There was, like, a whole element to this band starting up, I think, where, um, I, if I remember correctly, it was, like, Pete heard Patrick sing and was like, all right, we got to put you in front of the Let's microphone. Let's get this guy, yeah. And uh, I'm glad that he saw something in him because it definitely came to fruition on later albums. But, like, if this is what Pete heard and was like, yeah, this guy's got something, like... Well, and that's the thing is, like, the way their music evolved, you know, they they became the biggest band in this lane. Mm-hmm. Like, with beyond a shadow of a doubt, the biggest band in this lane. Um, and... uh you know becoming the biggest band in this lane you know you get tired of playing the same shit Mm -hmm. so they evolved and you know became something different obviously um and you know i think that part of you know they did get big off of this they did tour off of this they did very well off of this um even though it sounds the way it sounds and take this to your grave you know Cult classic immediately upon release, nearly. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just kept getting bigger and bigger. And I think the drive there is like, oh, people like this. Like, I have to get, I have to get better at what I do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And uh, Patrick, you know, gradually becomes like a perfectionist right down to like later in the years, like being like, oh, sometimes people can't understand the words. I'm going to over enunciate fucking everything. You know yeah. what I mean? So, um, not that I even blame them for shoddy performances in this era because like at this point as a band they were probably doing what most bands at their size were doing and just yeah, like fucking sure. around and, and finding out every band that they've ever been compared to like get up kids and uh well get up kids <laughs> <laughs> um uh i'm trying to think of another example of uh you know but like every band that they've ever been compared to, you can hear it through this one. Hmm. And like right down to the vocals of like, this is about as good 
as like get up kids vocals get up kids vocals are maybe a little bit better than this um but yeah the i'm not gonna go back to this uh i really don't like it i really just don't um and i do feel kind of bad about that because it's like this is where my favorite band started mm-hmm. and you know i think if like there are truthfully some diehard heads in the reddit who are like you know oh, this is one of their best songs, you know, like this is, this has some of my favorite lyrics. Um, and I get it. Um, y'all are all blinded by uh, fandom um, and it's okay. Um, just, just let it go. Just realize that there's, they have a four album run after this that is just so much better, mm. just so much better immediately after it. Um, I could see why somebody latches onto this because like, it's it's like a lot of pop punk where the lyrics are like they're hopeful they're like we're a bunch of scrappy young guys just uh, uh-huh. yeah making it on our own in the world and a lot of people gravitate to that i mean fucking that's why fight song got so big oh sure because yeah. that song is just it's literally the the strongest distillation of uh i am a boss ass bitch because sure like it, down to its most basic formula i i guess strongest distillation is not like a it's not an appropriate descriptor when like lizzo exists sure um sure and she does that way better than <laughs> sarah platten did sure um but it's like it I, it's it's kind of a similar thing here where uh there it's it's all about like camaraderie and, and sticking together and all that which you know i can appreciate i just don't find it compelling in this instance Um, yeah and also like i don't know as someone who plays in a band like i i get it i can relate mm -hmm. but also like i i don't want to i don't want to hear songs about hanging out in the van yeah like i'm doing that right now you know you know know how fucking i'm doing that as this comes out yeah how much of van time is just fucking sitting there and not doing yeah not doing shit man like I mean, and there there are songs that are just like about the band sticking together, sure, and like staying strong and like still being friends and sure, all that through yeah. hardship. Like, um, it's, it's Jimmy Eat World's "The Middle" is about that, and it, that sure. song fucking rules. Yeah, that song rocks. So it's not the concept; it's just the execution, yeah. especially the gang vocals at the end, which is supposed to, it's supposed to come off as like, uh, oh yeah, we're. We're all really coming together, but it sounds like ass. So I want to bring this work. up. Bands got to stop being afraid of gang vocals. Yeah, we got to bring gang vocals back. That's true. I know. I'm like I'm trashing these gang vocals because they suck, but like bring them back though. Yeah, no, no, no. I think that I think that bands got to get over gang vocals being mm-hmm. cheesy. Just have fun. Yeah. If gang vocals need to be there, put some gang vocals there. It's the same thing as as the the woo. You know, there's a woo in this song. I don't like it here. There's but, a woo in this song. I don't like it. Yeah. Um. Fucking, uh, origami angel. Uh, skeleton key. Good there's, woo. There's a woo on there that is Good one woo. of the most powerful woos ever recorded. Yeah. We need to rank most powerful woos. God, there's so many woos. There's so many woos. Uh, that'll be a. That'll be a. Um. That'll be a Patreon episode. We rank woos. Yeah, on Patreon we'll have people submit their favorite woos and we'll rank them or whatever. So uh, something I wanted to bring up that was is pretty funny. Um, Switchblades and Infidelity and uh, Growing Up uh, were re-recorded uh, twice 
Mm. Um, recorded three times on this record. Um, this awesome. song was like this was like one of their first songs. I just I think it's very funny that they believed in growing up that hard. Um, they were just like, yeah, no, 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 no. we're gonna re-record. We're, we're gonna re-record this from the demo and from the Project Rocket split. It's like um, um, growing up's a, a good song, but yeah, um, it's like Alien Ant Farm with their song movies. Like uh, they released like three different music videos for that, didn't they? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Like they they. <laughs> For some fucking reason, for those who don't know, um, after their cover of Smooth Criminal blew up, which frame one, if you're a new band and your first song that blows up is a cover, break up. Uh, because yeah. it's not going anywhere from there. Or, uh, I don't know. Or, I don't know. Break up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but after that, they like they had, um, and to be fair to Alien Ant Farm, part of the reason why they fell apart is because their I think their label went bankrupt. Oh, did they? They got lost in the shuffle somewhere. Ah, they were on. But even so. I was about to make a bad joke. <laughs> maybe if you stopped yourself, you shouldn't say it. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um, but even even with that knowledge in mind, um, for some reason, for their follow-up, they tried to make this one song called Movies Work, which I think um, my friend Nico of Big Yellow, I, I, I it might be Nico. If it's not Nico, I'm sorry for slandering you. Um, shout out Big Yellow though. Uh, I think he said that song bangs. Movies? Yeah, movies. Movies does bang. Yeah, it's like there's something about it though that's it's not. I don't think it's hit material. I don't think you should push no, that. No, after but it is just a that. good song. Yeah. Um, which is nothing wrong with it, but yeah. like recording another music video for it after so you've funny. already done one and it didn't catch on. So funny. Is like. Funny. Come on, guys. <laughs> I want to I wanna bring this up. Um, the uh, They were a five-piece uh, recording this record, um, and I believe they were a five-piece um, for the demo and the Project Rocket split that they did. Mm-hmm. Um, so that means they were touring as a five-piece until um, the lineup switch came along. Uh, the personnel on this record was uh, Patrick Stump lead vocals, Joe Troman lead guitar backing vocals, P. Wentz bass guitar backing vocals, Mike... Periskowitz, Wicks, Periskowitz, Periscope, uh, on drums, uh, and TJ Kunash on rhythm guitar. Hmm. Um, so Patrick Stump without a guitar is just like it's a hard image to conjure. Mm-hmm. Um, Patrick Patrick Stump like just with a mic, very what strange. He, what was he doing up there? Soul punk era, soul punk esque. <laughs> um, and yeah, this is the this is the only. Uh, longer release that does not have uh, Andy Hurley on it. Um, which damn is, shame. Uh, damn shame. Uh, because the drums, I mean, not only do, do the drums sound bad, um, the performance the performance on this song leaves something to be desired. Yeah. Um, what's funny is Andy Hurley has this quality where I know it's him when he's playing drums. Mm-hmm. Um, similar to how like I know when it's my drummer playing drums like I, I saw a, a video of my drummer playing with a different band and I was like I know that's him mm-hmm. um, I just I think I just heard it and I was like oh yeah that's Marty mm-hmm. um, it's it's funny that like he has like kind of a signature tone yeah. in that in that respect um, anyway yeah uh, I mean I don't have much else to say about this song if you want to get into the lyrics there's not much to get into with the lyrics I just wanted to comment on the um the production real quick mm-hmm. um it does sound like ass but i kind of expected it to 
Yeah, of course. Because I mean, like, there, there's Pax a, AM days still some somehow sounds worse. Yeah, that's the thing. And also, Pax AM days like they didn't really have an excuse. Yeah. Like if I'm listening to a, a release by a band and it sounds like ass, but they're putting it all together themselves, I don't really care. Unless the uh, unless the production is like so offensively bad that like it, even that acknowledgement can't save it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it, so it's a kind of a similar case here. Like mm-hmm. when I'm listening to this song, I'm not thinking, "Damn, if this sounded better, it would be good." Because if the, if it was good, it would be good. Yeah. No. Exactly. And I I think that that is one lane that we always fail to mention is like when a song sounds bad, we're we're not saying like it is bad mm-hmm. um and also like when something sounds good to me it sounds good like when you get into like oh this is over compressed or like this is hitting the ceiling like i'm sure we'll have complaints once we get to like the american beauty songs or whatever because yeah. i don't like how that record sounds very much but like at the at the same time like just baseline professionalism mm-hmm. of like was this p- professionally recorded and professionally mixed like no yeah. it sounds bad it sounds fucking bad, um, but you know what are you gonna do? It's a it's a band's first demo, so you know it's it's not a huge deal. You know, my our our band's first two EPs sound like shit. So like all I mean, of Bummer Hills recorded and released stuff. Well, all Bummer Hills released stuff sounds like ass right now. In my <laughs> professional opinion. yeah, um, it sounds okay. It sounds better than our stuff did. Well, that's because. Um, like I, I I have been listening to the the shit that we've got recorded, um, and so I listen to that, and then I like go back to Greetings from or City Limit, and I'm like, damn, this doesn't this doesn't sound that great. Mm. Which I mean, that might just be me, because um, sure, I mean uh, that's mostly in your head. Yeah, we'll say my friend Ari, um, shout out Ari, future guest of the pod. Um, she, uh, um, very dedicated fan of the band. And I was talking shit on how City Limit sounded one day in Discord, and she was like, "I think it sounds pretty good still." And I'm like, "All right, I'm not gonna." Well, there you go. Yeah, I'm not gonna fucking crucify you for that. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> uh, I want to bring up the genius like description of this song, which is a song about a with classic pop punk themes. Awesome. Awesome. Cool sentence there, uh, including the freedom of touring. The fear of missing out and the constantly being broken down touring in a broken down touring van. Many pop punks, many pop punk bands have written about touring in a cramped, filthy, broken down touring van. They mention all the horrible conditions, but in the end admit that they wouldn't have it any other way. They get to live the dream with their best friends and live free lives compared to the rest of the normal world of doctors, lawyers, engineers, and teachers. Which I will say, like that is like one of the best parts of being, of music being your uh of music being your uh your job is um like at least for me like i i don't really live in the real world mm-hmm. at all which i think does uh inhibit a lot of people of like oh i don't live in the real world so i can do whatever i want which mm-hmm. is not how it works but you still have to do your dishes you still have to do your dishes and, and also laundry. like respect people and stuff but um yeah, it's a, it's a very funny. Yeah, I mean, like I can definitely relate to this. Um, 
but at the same time, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just this has been written about 1,000 times. I always like to joke that every band's second album is about being on tour because they didn't get to tour the first one <laughs> like, yeah. uh, or because they hadn't gone on tour before the first one, really. Um, and in a way, I, I mean, I think my hit ratio on that is pretty good. Yeah. It's about the same as my vomit theory. <laughs> I don't um, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I, I was thinking that your vomit theory is like, not that accurate and i also think that this probably isn't that accurate okay all right so maybe okay. they are about i the mean if you want to fight later that's fine that, i will I mean, fight all right i will physically fight you can we write a, a fight into the music video or we something? could we could um there's really only one lyric that i want to bring up um uh the lyric and we're all in the back singing roxanne <laughs> uh which it, i think it's kind of cute that fallout boy did eventually cover roxanne mm -hmm. um and it's a great fucking cover it's an awesome cover really um oh it's dope yeah it's on the wheel so i'm excited oh yeah um figures when, whenever we hit it uh, could be next week could be next year i don't know um it, it's it's fun uh it's fun that they like kind of got to shout back to that a little bit later mm -hmm. um it's just a lot of like let's get me out of this one horse town like that lyric i was just like rolling my eyes at oh, i you fucking hitting me dude i'm like god there's so much emo music that's about like get me out of this fucking town and i'm like yeah man yeah. fucking i get it you know yes it, if you live in a town that sucks probably gonna be good to write about how much it sucks and that you hate it but mm -hmm. christ man the other day we listened to The Great Escape by Boys Like Girls. Do you mm. remember that song? No. Okay, never mind then. Okay. Uh I mean, there's a lot of get out of this town and that that's that's the great escape they're making is yeah. they're getting out of this town. Um you Yeah, just I make mean make it interesting if you're writing about that. That's uh, really there's just the rule with anything. Like you can write about anything even if it's yeah. been written about a million billion times as long as oh, you make 1, it interesting. Oh, 1000%. Yeah. Um do we uh do we have anything on twitter uh i don't think so um, yeah twitter's pretty quiet um well we're at a we're at a significant episode length that we could probably just move on mm -hmm. then um oh uh did we talk about the cab last episode we talked about the cab a few episodes ago. Okay. Early Maroon 5 core. I saw that. Yeah. I saw that tweet. Yeah. Uh Josh Winters again. Uh I think the cab, the cab's first album is about as good as the first Maroon Five album. Maroon Five album is definitely like better, yeah. but like the cab's album has some has some bops. Mm -hmm. um, the second one's bad. How do you feel about that Maroon Five album in general? Songs about Jane. Yeah, slaps so yeah. good. There's so many good songs. I was singing a song for me yesterday. I was singing this love yesterday. This it's love a is song. a banger. What a what a banger. Yeah. Um. There's nearly nothing on Reddit on this song. There's a couple just defenders of, and there was mostly talk about this, like, uh, uh, I think it was like, what's their most pop punk song title? And it was this one for sure. And I don't know if I agree with that entirely, but it's close. What It depends on what they like qualify as, as a pop punk song title. Because if we wanted to make that argument, I could argue that growing up is a, that is a deeply pop punk song title. Oh, but it's not long enough. 
but I mean, but hey, that's like fucking what seventy uh, percent yeah. of pop punk is about is is growing up and mm-hmm. moving out and whatever. I mean, I I would argue that the the final boss of pop punk song titles is when Hot Mulligan called a song "Feet Mark Hoppus." <laughs> yeah, that's that was hilarious. Awesome, and for for those who are who heard that and went like oh, "Feet," calm down. Um, it's F E A T. So fucking yeah, you're not gonna, you're not gonna see any Mark Hoppus feet anytime soon. I'm sorry. God damn it! I mean, I could probably find it. Episode art just Mark Hoppus feet. Um, <laughs> I'm not putting the episode art as Mark Hoppus's feet. I'd like you to. Yeah, but no, I'm not we're gonna going do to. It. We're gonna do that. Mm, That's something we're gonna do. Uh, who makes the thumbnails around here? Uh, yeah, I guess you do. Yeah, you you definitely make the thumbnails yeah. around this around these parts. It's. Um, it's you got anything on song meanings? Um. Nothing good. <laughs> awesome. It's all just like pretty surface level stuff because this is a pretty surface level song. Um, well, we're at a good episode length. How long have we been going for? 40 minutes. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So, I mean, I say we rank this thing, spin the wheel, and get out of here. Have we talked about Brendan Urie yet? No, but I mean, earlier I was playing, Um, what song was I playing? Oh, I was playing a Seder song oh, off my yeah. phone off there. Seder has a new audio tree. And you said, you sound a lot like Brendan Urie in that. And I was like, that's not me. Because I but heard like, you. I heard like screams in the background and they kind of sounded like yours. And I was like, because mm, I, I mean, I don't have y'all's EP committed to memory yet because, you know, you don't have, the, I don't the have game. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, So, you know, I we get a little confused around these. We parts. get a little confused around these parts. We get yeah. a little bamboozled. I'm known for parts. my confusion. Yeah, I would what? say that I'm a. What's going on? <laughs> Where am I? I would say that I'm a pretty confused guy. Most of the time, yeah, I would agree yeah. with you. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we talked about Brendan Urie just there. Awesome. Uh, I'm giving this song a four out of ten. Me too. Cool. Awesome. This song sucks. This song blows. Let's uh, spin that damn ass wheel. Let's spin this damn ass wheel and get the fuck out of here. Yep. All right, here we go. Oh wait, I had bad mojo last week. Okay. You you spin it. All right. I'll. Uh, I'm. I have hit the button. Dawson has hit the button. It's spinning. Let's see if Marty will want to be on the episode because it's a good song. Oh wow. What? Oh wow, Dawson! What? What did we get? What a catch, Donnie! No fucking way, dude! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> let's go! All right, I guess Marty is coming on the podcast next episode for y'all. It's All next right. week for us. It's maybe like two, three hours, something. Three like hours that. from now, or something. Three hours yeah. from now. But anyway, if you made it this far, thank you so much for listening. Um, give us five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Follow Carson and I's bands at Callous Boys on Twitter. At Bummer Hill ATL on Twitter, at the Callous Boys on Instagram, at Bummer Hill on Instagram. And um, follow our Twitter, the podcast Twitter, at The Dreaded Wheel. And uh, see you next time. Bye. Bye.